Hey guys, it's me, Jen. And I'm Liam, and welcome to Unlimited Time Magic. Where the magic is you. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on Main Street. Bye! A fantastic dream. Oh, I have not seen Fantasmic yet. I you mean, obviously. You haven't. You mm -mm. haven't. Have you? But you saw it at Disneyland, didn't you? Mm-mm. Disneyland was it well we're going to get into it. Hi we're everybody. Get into, good morning. Good morning. Morning. It's one of my um, favorite my list of we talked about that in the break room yesterday. I said, "Liam, what's your favorite movies?" and I said, "Singing in the Rain, White Christmas, The Grinch, Cat in the Hat, Psycho, and um what was my sixth one? Oh, um Series of Unfortunate Events." Singing in the Rain, 9 years old. Mm. Miss Maricopa County pageant. Oh, brother, take me there. Take so, me there, brother. So, first of all, first of I was all, coached by Cammie Lee Beckworth. Cammie Lee Beckworth had been Miss Conroe two years in a row and then made herself available because we were family friends. My mom and her mom were friends. And they, I don't remember how it all happened, but they got together and they decided that they were going to do some coaching with me. And so I went over to their house, really cool kind of English tutor house. They had like a, I don't know, what do you call this? Like a big old suit of armor in the corner. Oh, it was okay. really, really cool. Anyway, they had a whole setup. They had a studio. They had huge mirrors everywhere. And I did Singing in the Rain. And my mama made me a gold lame raincoat. So I Aww. sang Singing in the Rain straight. And then I took off the raincoat and underneath the raincoat, I had on a sequin leotard and my character shoes and some fishnets. And I did a full soft shoe number to the instrumental part of Singing in the Rain. I was so friggin' good. And do you know what happened? You won. I was, I lost Miss <gasps> Montgomery County to a girl that did a poem about a frog and she oh. sucked. And I remember I was nine years old and I was like, girl, you Boo. suck. What a what a great way to start episode 23, my friends. What a magical way. My friends, welcome to episode 23 of Unlimited. We're going to start today with Jennifer having what appears to be a psychotic break. She has gone into an accent. I have found, oh, I, and my sources are telling me she's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So she's <laughs> not from Georgia. So I don't know where the accent is coming from. No, Conroe, but, Texas accent is a whole mood. That's oh, not yeah, even Texas, Conroe. Right? Oh, so Conroe is right next to Cut and Shoot. Have you ever been to Cut and Shoot? Right next to, I kissed my daughter. I are you done? We are. Are, are you done? Jenna, Jen is turning into Jennifer. She's got her, her hair dead and she's ready for the pageant. Uh, I'm a pretty girl, mama. She starts crying. I uh, just, I haven't thought about Cammie Lee Beckworth in, in a minute. So, so it, it took you back. It took you back. My friends, welcome to an incredible, incredible week where this week we were talking all about music. Mm. And I'm really excited because, um, as you all know, we're <laughs> music nerds here at Unlimited Time Magic. We're what? Um, Us? <laughs> uh, current choir nerds, jazz singer. Don't make past. me sing. Don't make me sing. <laughs> um, but I associate so many uh, amazing memories to the soundtrack of not only Disney films, but actually more importantly, music in the park. Genuinely. Like nothing, nothing slaps harder than an Innoventions music loop from Epcot. Old like millennium uh, celebration style. 
uh, like it takes me back to like those weird umbrella looking things above the pin trading post uh the mm-hmm. mat like the sparkly floor that changed color and mm-hmm. as we're gearing up for the 2027 release of Moana Way of Water or whatever it's called um 2027 <laughs> and I'm sorry y'all but they y'all but they they tore down those buildings and they're re like redoing the buildings right they're coming back up they look like the old buildings. <laughs> like some of those yeah. buildings look exactly like, of course, Moana, like you're going to have to tear some buildings down to make way for it. No, way, no, they are doing, they're, they're doing the scene from Beaches where Bette Midler tells Barbara Hershey, you just spent six hours dyeing your hair the exact same color. <laughs> Christmas time is here. What's your favorite so Christmas song? Um, uh, K-Star. <laughs> um everybody's waiting on the man with the bag Ooh, i have a dark memory with that song but it does uh-oh uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh traumatic memory coming up Trauma- in five, no not traumatic four. so i can tell you guys very shortly i'm gonna do some asmr yeah. um it was two years ago and i got called back for grinchmas over at universal studios orlando right and I got two callbacks. One callback for the narrator. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's right. Track. The other one was what I can only explain as a soy gay who singing back up with Martha May Huvier to Man with the Back. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know that song very well. I'm going to be honest. Well, it's also ridiculously complicated. Right. Old so, Mr. Kringle is still yeah. gonna jingle. And the best part is, is okay. that he sings um, a jazz harmony above her. Oh, shut up. So, 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 I walked into the callback and I, I listened, you know, there was plenty of footage online. So I'm like kind of listening and I'm like, cool. I have a roundabout map in my head of where I know he's above her on the staff. Like I know what happens, right? You can picture it. Right. Yeah. And Universal Orlando gives you no materials beforehand. So I walk into the room and I go, great, but I'm not the only person in this situation, obviously, right? And so they, we sing the harmony together. We learn it in maybe 10, 15 minutes. And he goes, amazing. Let's sing it in groups. Let's sing it in pairs. And I go, oh my God, I'm going to poop my pants. I'm going to poop my pants. Mm-hmm. I would call myself music I'm a literal, like a literal music person. Mm-hmm. And however, in that moment, I turned into what I would only explain as a seven-year-old Cassandra A. Stevens a- singing Oh Holy Night in a in a in a Christmas service. She doesn't know the words. And I went up there and we have the music in our hands. So you would think, oh, Liam's somewhat no. This is a full-on actor's nightmare because. Other people, like I was with, I know exactly the singer I was with because she's very well known in the Orlando community. She puts the music down. And I go, what? And then more people put the music down. I'm like, I'm the only one who doesn't know it. Turns out everyone has gotten callbacks before except me. And everyone has, everyone knows it. Callbacks are the land where you get screwed. That is just the worst. I just like, I made something up, hope it was in a relative right key. Probably wasn't. And obviously I didn't book the job. And I did really well at the narrator stuff because the narrator, it's, you listen to- Yeah, but but singing- It's fine. 
But um, there were people next to me that looked 800 years of age singing the narrator. And I said, okay, obviously they're going to get it because they've done it. But like, that's what I mean. But in Orlando, people are like, there's such great opportunities for theater people. And there are, but, and there's a blessing it to it being so small, but it's also a curse because everyone is so ready to take another person's contract because mm. they've been waiting to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So that's my like that. horror story to that song. And by the way, this show's all about magic. Yeah. No, you know, the thing is though, tying it back to music. Right. Singing in particular is so vulnerable. Oh yeah. <laughs> you are, you are, I mean, and I think that all came rushing back to me when I was which you haven't even listened to yet. But if you're right. not one of our patrons, we hopefully have a little performance coming up. But when I was working on that white Christmas arrangement, you don't realize how vulnerable you are when you don't do it for a really long time. And then you go to do it. And a couple of things really, really got driven home for me. Number one, when you are not singing for real regularly, it does not take long to get rusty and to really struggle, especially with like what we were talking about, like chest to head voice, transitions, range, dynamics, breath, like all of the things right. that I'm doing it. And I'm like, shit, do I even know how to do this anymore? And I think the average person thinks of a, oh, I don't know, uh, someone who plays the viola as a musician, right? Right. And then they think of a singer as a singer and not as a musician. And it is such a disservice to singers because the level of technique when that is your job that is required to A, not sound like crap and B, not injure your voice so that you can do a three hour concert, right? And still be able, like, I almost could not talk when I, after I was done working on that song. I was like, because I don't know how to do this anymore. So just the next time you're listening to a really beautiful vocalist, maybe it's at your local church service. Maybe it's at Epcot, Candlelight Processional, perhaps. Absolutely. Just stop for a minute and think that about the amount of, you you could have a hundred people that have all the same vocal ability, but only one of that 100 is going to put in the time and the effort to do the work. And I know you as a vocal coach, like this is what you sing all day long, right? People show up. With you can have all the talent in the world. If you don't work your instrument, you're gonna suck. So right. that's why he has it. He told me I I posted it to him. First of all, also, can we talk about let's talk about me for one more second? Oh, about absolutely. how I, I'd never done garage band before. And so yeah, I'm true. trying to work all that out. I'm still not sure I sent you the right file. So it's just a lot going on at the same time. It was just a No, point. it's what I mean, we learned that specifically in the pandemic that we have to be our own lighting crew, we have to be our own sound crew, we always have to be the bunk and da da da. Oh, and, and you have to look amazing, by the way. Because yeah. if you're down in the orchestra pit, as long as you put and, and I'm not dismissing the talents of the people in the orchestra in pit. The pit. Right. Hear me. That is amazing. But as long as you put on your black dress or your your tux, Plus you're done performers it's a whole nother thing your whole body is being examined your right. your shoe choice is being examined your posture is being examined like it is it's so hard y'all i can't even tell you and there so were anyway. days like i was definitely in my feelings like two or three days ago just about things in general like you know what i mean like i had one of those days where i was just sitting in my shit and i i got myself out of it as we got into the like lunchtime area but like it's for anybody, whether you're a musician or artist or not, but it's like, I'm 25, right? Turning 26. And like, we always have that syndrome of like, oh, I need to be doing more or I need to be doing this or I need to be doing that. And I said, 
actually like, and, and that's when I think I calmed down during lunch. I was like, I think I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> you, you have, you have already accomplished so much. And I think oh. not only are you doing fine, but there's, there's something to be said for just taking a minute and establishing where you are. And I heard something so great today. Oh my gosh. So it was a YouTube video meant for YouTube creators. And he was saying, you know, I hear creators all the time talk about their dream job as a creator. And in your case, as an actor, right? Like what that right. would look like. He said, what I don't hear people talk about is, is their dream day. Check out your dream life. Let's talk about your dream day. Like sit right. down and just think about what time am I waking up? How many hours am I working? What does my leisure time look like? What does my work day look like? Where am I geographically? He said, because so much of the time we just hustle, 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 and we end up at a goal that wasn't even anything that we wanted. And we could talk about my my Disneyland chaos at the end, if that's okay with you. Because I that's do have perfect. some words from my trip to Disneyland that are very exciting. You will not want to miss. She went to Disneyland, by the way. Yes, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. Because I will, by the way, you will only hear what I'm going to share here because I'm not doing vlogs from this trip. So you have to stay tuned. But what separates, and Universal started doing it, of course, after Disney did it. But layer right. the layering in piece of the music, to me, is the whole, that's the whole thing. That is the right. whole difference. Like mm. the, all the details in design are great. Things like the smells, the cast members, the customer service, but the impeccable layering in of the music and the way that it is so like when you're on Main Street in Disneyland, which is so small geographically, right. you never hear music from another land when you're standing in one land. How is that even possible? Right. Just the pure technology part of it. It's crazy. And right. you could like, and I've done it because you can walk like on the bridge between Main Street and Adventureland. Yeah. And you can, you could actually mark the moment when the music shifts, but you never, now this is just some kind of voodoo. I don't know what they sold to a sea witch or what happened to make <laughs> this happen, but there's never a moment when you, when it's like fades wow. or like there's yeah. a transition where you can still hear it. All of a sudden you're hearing Main Street music and then boom, you're hearing Adventureland drums. How did how how? And that's why I'm kind of sad. Harmonious is leaving because for Same. for uh for the America Pavilion to be represented by the Clark Sisters, which is a famous gospel group, um that Princess and the Frog arrangement, brother. Oh, <laughs> the Clark Sisters did a concert for um Epcot in the 1990s. I want another one because uh, yeah. I'd be there. And they should do the Princess and the Frog medley live. Um, I and think. I would lose it. I would no, lose no, they should my do the mind. So, so here's what they should do. The redo of the ride. Hire the Clark sisters and they just stand inside the ride and they sing live for three sets just, a day. Three sets. That's all I'm asking and for. It's only, the ride is only open when they can be there. Like that's the only the wait is three hours and 10 minutes for the next ride. Uh, I would <laughs> gladly do it. And I mean, what a great example. I would Princess, do that too. Princess and the Frog. I mean, I don't ride Splash Mountain. I just don't. I don't care. Um, however, now that it is becoming Princess and the Frog, hands down, I will ride it a lot more frequently. Um, because of, Ra is it Randy Newman? I think Randy Newman did the score yeah. to that. He had no right to pop off like that. Randy Newman. Sure. Yeah, let's make sure. But I am pretty dang sure that Randy Newman wrote the score to that, mu that movie. Playing, yeah, correct. it was randy newman it was randy newman randy and he hasn't stopped do you know what his first song was the first song that he wrote that was commercially viable 
Oh my God. Let's see if I can sing it. It's the really Viagra hard to sing. Commercial. It was know. sung by Kermit the Frog on the Muppet Show. Oh, is it? But it's not a it's not a rainbow. I connection. may go out tomorrow if I can borrow a coat to wear. It's Simon Smith and his dancing bear. Amazing. Alarming. Some something charming. Okay, listen to this line. You ready? Oh, who would think a boy and bear would be well accepted everywhere? It's Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear. And then the little part, the little, uh, what do you call that? Like the bridge part? Like you got, you're going to have to link Simon Smith and his amazing I'll dancing bear in the show it. notes. It is the most it is just adorable. And it was the first song that he ever wrote that was published. And it's literally a song about a kid that's too old to carry a teddy bear. And he go and but he's determined to live his own life. And he goes I mean, out. Come on. Who would think a boy and bear could be well accepted everywhere? It's Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear. And I'm getting choked up because it's just like so cool. So, pure. so you can tell that it was coming from this place of like he was that little kid that nobody really got him. He was like up in his imagination and nobody really understood him. And hear me, Randy Newman is not a saint by any stretch of the imagination. All accounts are the guy's kind of a jerk. But the talent and the way that he's, you know, because he also brought us short people. This is in the frog, an incredible score. He also did Toy Story, Toy Story in general, he did. But specifically, I mean, when he was like 107 years old, did... uh, Oh, uh, what's the song in Toy Story 4? The Slapper. So this is a Disney adjacent artist. Okay, um, but, I'll take that. Uh, Paul Williams, who okay, wrote yeah. all of a Disney or a Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, yeah. And he also wrote Rainbow Connection. Oh, and, he's the one who wrote Rainbow Connection. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he is like another like incredible singer songwriter but but he was not really he had an acting career in the 70s but what he really his legacy right is really all of the music that he wrote it's crazy it's crazy right right right. i don't know i i i'm such a fangirl for great music like i think that's the best way to describe it like i and this was another thing when i was recording our song i am not a great singer i am a decent singer and when i'm on my game and I've been trained well, I can definitely hold my own as, you know, uh, what like the 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 role of the best friend in whatever musical it is. It was always the role Bell that the I blind. got, right? I could never hold, I could never hold the lead for two reasons. Number one, I'm not good enough. Number two, I would not be disciplined enough and I would trash my voice and I knew it, right? So like right. I was always cast in that secondary role, whatever. But I think, that's why I'm such a fangirl for it because it's like I I know how rare that is whether that be writing music performing music composing music um arranging music that's a whole nother that's like thing that like math and you... science combined I, I my brain could never and it's funny because over the last like two years I've realized what Jen was talking about earlier of the difference between a singer and a musician there shouldn't be but the reality is we are artists, we are storytellers, but how do we get that mathematics out of the brain, which I always need to work on, uh, my little learning disability. And for a long time, I was like, cause I didn't pick things up super fast. I still don't right. really, um, but I thought I wasn't good enough for a very long time. Cause I was like, oh, I can't just, you know, I'm an all right sight reader, but I'm not like, okay, play the first note. Okay, I'm ready. Let's sing the whole thing. Um, 
I'm all right, but I'm definitely not incredible. And so that part of us, that vulnerability of being like, all right, that science math part of my brain needs to work faster or it needs to become stronger is kind of what I'm going through right now. So it's like it, arranging music is, is, it's a whole, it, and it, it's, it's arranging it's the good music. I wish, I mean, it's the same thing with like Derek Johnson over at Voices of Liberty, like a, a mathematic brain who understood artistry. Like what an invent, like that's an, in my mind, that is like invention. Like yep. how you build music chords in an acapella way to then turn into storytelling. Like that's bonkers. Okay, I gotta tell you guys this. So some wonderful, wonderful listener who's probably listening right now. We love you, Roxanne. Left us the most glowing review. Like it, talk about being humbling, but she compared us to the Smothers Brothers amongst some other amazing comedy duos of which Liam had heard of the others. It's true, I've heard of the others, but maybe yes, but, the Smothers Brothers like, was not You it. don't even know who the Smothers Brothers are, do you? And he was like, not a clue. So the Smothers Brothers, for those of you that have no idea, and this is even a stretch for me because this was the 1960s and I wasn't born until 1970, but they oh. had a comedy hour. They were very, very funny. They were actually musicians, storytellers, um, songwriters. That was like, it was a variety show. And they started speaking out very boldly against the war in Vietnam and they were cut. They were all the sponsors left and they were one of the first examples of entertainers being silenced because of political uh, speaking out politically and you know laughing got in trouble for it too like it was this it's a lot of tension during that right. time but anyway it made me laugh so liam has decided we are we are the uh, smothers brothers for today it's true it's true <laughs> i um Another really great little music moment, though, that I've had this week was I hung out. I've been hanging out with Cinderella a lot. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it's just like I've just been. Well, let's her. be clear. Cinderella's been hanging out with you. And that's the truth. Somebody did say, I was like, what's your favorite meet and greet? Somebody said Liam. And I said, oh, that's nice. Um, but I hung out with Cinderella at Cinderella's Royal Table, which is the dining location in the castle. And oh, I. That's, all, that's next level. I had never been there I don't think I'd never worked it back in the day and so I was with her in the lobby it's beautiful in there and the music slaps there is some great ambiance music so, same thing uh fairytale hall is a little bit different but the, I mean happy working song is in that track come on well if they're gonna it. charge you 79 dollars for a little piece of steak this big and some scalloped potatoes the music Yummy. better slap and it's true and Boy, do those yeah. parents get mad when there's only Cinderella. Um, yeah. But of course, I wrote down some of my most favorite music memories, starting with Jen, what's my number one? I don't know. Really think about it. I don't know your life. You know what I need more of? What? I want a special episode of Unlimited Time Magic meant just for me. I want a great community. I want voting privileges and sometimes I want to be harassed by Liam Bunn. And all of that can be yours. You know what I want? What? For you never to do that voice again. And also to be in the shot. <laughs> so seriously, we would love it if you would join us on Patreon, but there's no pressure. I'm holding sunscreen because Liam just bought it for me. But yeah, there's no, no pr pressure. There's no pressure, but oh, you might get... So think of Patreon as your own sunblock. Without us, you could survive, but you'd be burned. We cannot do what we do without you. Doobie-doo. You can find our Patreon by searching in the search engine at patreon.com or in our link tree found in our Instagram.
For as little as $5 a month, you get one bonus episode every single month, behind the scenes footage, helpful tricks and hints to your favorite parks, and one really great community. Links can be found in the link tree. What? What? Think about me as a child. Oh, fantastic. Okay, that's number two, so I'll take that. Uh, Oh, also, wait, 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 wait. Me at Disneyland, I need to talk about Disneyland music. Their Phantasmic is voiced by the one and only Heather frickin' Headley, who is, she's in my top five storytellers of all time. It was, she had a famous TikTok, well, the company that produced it. That's weird. I just, you know how you don't hear about somebody for a really long time and then you hear about them like twice in the span of a week? Oh, did somebody already talk about Heather Headley with you? Well, I saw her on something. She was hosting something somewhere. Oh, incredible. She um, does a lot of like Disney events. She was the original Aida on Broadway. She got a Tony for that. She also was the original Nala in The Lion King. Hosting. I don't remember, but yes, she's now does, she does. She does a lot of events here and there. And she's, um, but she had a famous, the reason probably some people on the internet uh, have seen her face and her voice around. She did Into the Woods at City Center Encores. Maybe. And she sang Stay With Me. And like, yeah. it kind of went viral because they're like, who is this amazing woman? I was like, meanwhile, the theater community is like, it's Heather freaking Headley. She can do anything. Uh, and she can. And she voiced, uh, like I said, she has a very rich history with Disney. And she sang the princess section of Phantasmic at mm-hmm. Disneyland. So Rapunzel... Uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I think what's their third princess? I think it's Snow White still. Mm. No idea. Mm. Um, but anyways, I remember sitting on the floor at Fantasmic and be like, "That's Heather Headley," and melting. I like a person who is like throat is connected to the gods. She and it's not like her voice. Oh, what we were talking about earlier. It's not like her voice, voice or her um, her she has amazing ability. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm saying how she commits to her storytelling through her voice is artistry and that mathematics side of the brain combined well and it's the layers right okay so right. you get a piece of music and you got to learn the the notes like here's here's step one <laughs> and Correct. you know so if, if you ever played the piano as a kid for those of you that maybe aren't musicians you know when you would get ready for a recital you had to learn the music and then you had to get off book right so you had to be able to do the music without seeing the music and then if you go do the recital and then that's the end. Well, someone like a Heather Headley, no, that's the beginning. Like you get off book and now you start the work. Now you start figuring I mean, out. That's literally what I'm doing for SpongeBob right now. Yeah. I... How is the phrasing going to work? Where's right. my, where am I going to friggin' breathe? This is what I forgot. When I was doing my Good. little white Christmas, <laughs> I was like, girl, where are you, where are you going to breathe? Somewhere. You're going to need to breathe. And you don't think Uh, if you're not a singer or if you're a singer like me who hasn't sung in any serious capacity for over 15 years, you don't think you have to think about where am I going to breathe? But even Heather Headley, the first time she sits down with a piece of music is going, the breath is going to go here. And the breath is going to go here. Especially when you don't have a music engineer, like- yeah garage band vulnerability moment it's like your um fun fact every piece of music you ever listen to on spotify or apple music has pitch correct so sorry it's not auto-tune people it's not like it's not like melodyne and it's like this crazy robotic share voice sure but it's um the reality is to make every sure make sure everything tunes and everything is lined up you're gonna have to use it here's why that's bad though because now when people go to see live theater they go, 
she's not, she, she, that was off or she sounded better in whatever, because no. that's a human <laughs> you're listening. It, it's like how we've, it's like, we've been trained to listen to robots singing and not human singing. Right. There isn't a human alive that would be able to, to hit a note perfectly every single, that's not a, it's but not, that's not why you, that's like, not why you bought a ticket. You bought a ticket like for that, the human experience. The variables right? are, if you want that, then just play it on a keyboard in your room and then you can get every note perfect. Just listen to the cast keyboard. recording, like literally. Like, and yeah. the reality is when Jen did the garage band thing, that is probably one of the most impressive things because it is the most vulnerable. You have well, to you haven't even by... heard it yet. You might listen no, to it. No, but like, it's, oh, it's literally, no, it's painful. the action because you're like, wow, that almost feels like that tested my patience and my vulnerability all at the same time. I was very it does. tired. I was, I was very, very tired. Vocally tired. Oh, I can't do it shows a week anymore. <laughs> um, but me doing SpongeBob. Um, but it's the truth is, is that you're stuck with hearing your insecurity. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're literally and what's, okay. Here's what's not fair right? though, too, because when you start to feel insecure, what happens? Your oh, your throat. Uh, you, you tighten you, you up got tension, and all of a sudden, you everything like you could sound great one day and then the next day it is such oh do not become a vocalist if you don't if you can't also go to therapy because the connection between what's going on in your brain and what's coming out of your mouth cannot be separated and it's sometimes on different pages like for sometimes for the best and sometimes for the worst like i remember getting i mean i i just sang a song for my brother's wedding and it's, it's, it's beautiful, by the way. I listened things. to it this morning. I Because the first time he sent it to me, it was it's just, just him. But it's a duet. And then he sent it to me this morning, mixed. And it's so gorgeous. And and oh. not that it wasn't beautiful when you sang it by yourself. But the whole song makes a whole lot more sense as the duet. It was <laughs> like, oh, okay. It was like the sound of one hand clapping. It's like something's not connecting with me with this song. <laughs> no, it's it's great. And I and me and my friend Lexi have been wanting to... I'll post it on Instagram at some point. It's beautiful. Um, oh, like, well, you know, she's... She, her, she's awful it's terrible it's she so awful person syndrome it's so awful so she, like, like she'll, she'll never be able down. to perform yeah she'll never be able At to perform in the again. same way that she did it was like the whole thing too of like holding our celebrities to the standard it's like when adele canceled her vegas shows the first yeah. time around she just yeah. didn't want to she said no because of a certain uh quality in the concert she's like things didn't deliver but i've got to reschedule and I was like, and I totally understood that. And I respected the decision, right? Whatever. She's Adele. She can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, canceling a day off, I thought was pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, she, if you stick a piano on stage, I'm just Adele. Same thing with yeah. Celine. I don't really care. I don't listen to Celine for her choreography. Right. No. I listen to Celine to hear her perspective on songs. And guess what? Celine's going to be pitchy. Celine's going to be... Right. No, and Adele does this all the time. She literally goes, yeah, I'm a bit pitchy. She's like, it's fine. Yeah. And storytellers are imperfect. Mm-hmm. You, and I know, I know Jen probably feels very similar to me of like, I am in music for storytelling. We go right. into the Disney parks, not to be like, I want everything to be perfect. And I want everything to be dandy and, right. and shiny and new. Nope. I want weird interactions with cast members where I can make memories I yep. want the music. I want the creeps. I want the creaks of everything. Okay. So get let it, me tell get you, it, get in, girl. A really cool musical story that ties in music from my childhood with yeah. recent Disney memories, which is okay. the way that, that Disney has managed to generationally pull some pieces. It, it's incredible. 
I'm sitting on the Disney wish and there's this song playing in the Marvel restaurant before they like, it, it was like an interlude and there's this song playing. And I'm like, you know how, so uh, memory and music are very tied together for me. I will hear a song and it takes me right back to something that I, I it's just ridiculous. I have a photographic memory anyway, but I also have a, with music, I never forget a piece of music that I hear. I may not be able to place where I know it from, but and I you, always- it, it feels something. And usually I can remember the moment that I was sitting and heard the music. So this song comes on called Miracles from Molecules. And it says that that's the song, Miracles from Molecules, and it's playing and it's in here, but I don't really know where it is. I was too cheap to get the internet package, but Charlie that I was sailing with got the internet package. She was like, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. I was like, I really should have paid him for half the internet because all week I was like, I need your phone. I got to Google can you, something. Can you Google this really quick, Charles? <laughs> so I Google Miracles from Molecules. It was from, it was written by the Sherman brothers from the attraction Adventure Through Inner Space. That was where Star Tours is now. I wrote it many times when I was a little kid. There was a big telescope. There's this incredible defunct land YouTube video about it. But it Pop made you- defunct. Yeah, it makes you look like you were uh, shrinking and you went into a molecule and whatever. It was the basis for a lot of what happened in the Ant-Man movie and in the Marvel restaurant, the whole storytelling piece that's on the screen is Ant-Man and his girlfriend whose name I am Wasp. Yeah. Is that is crazy? This his girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. I don't know Ant-Man. Are they together? I think so. Aren't they or... together? Aren't they like married? I have no fucking clue. Okay, anyway, I don't know. All that to I'm say. I'm a Marvel fan. Talk about it. <laughs> Well, you couldn't have planned that bit any better if you tried. Waka but I mean, waka. talk about like layering in of. And I mean, like, I'm sorry, guys. For it's like when Marvel merged with Disney and everyone had something to say about it. That's incredible. Yeah. Like that story, that layering, and <gasps> oh, that oh. spanned your life quite literally. Speaking of not Marvel, but Marvel adjacent. Yeah. Have you seen Shazam? The the app. Um, no, the movie. No, I haven't. It just exactly came out. That. It came out during pandemic. It's DC. It's not Marvel. Yeah, it's yeah, DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. So friggin' cute and so wholesome. I heard and it's really funny. Like it's it fun. is absolute, and it's kind of a Christmas movie because the whole thing happens. Is it Shazam over two Christmas. or Shazam one? Shazam two is getting ready to come out. So okay, I apparently watched um, the Rachel first one at right Zegler's the perfect time. Seriously, Liam, this well, movie is like. I bet you can't wait for for Shazam two. I'm going to watch Spirited a fourth time. And then the next. <laughs> Go back to uh, the thing you never guessed. Cause you said Fantasmic first. Yeah. Um, Tarzan rocks. Yeah. Oh God. Of course I knew that. Phil of course I knew Collins. that. Whatever you do, I'll do it too. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> Reading the crowd. <laughs> I. Oh. Oh, what's the um, the it's the it's uh, go back on our reels, the Tarzan rock reel I made from like four months ago, five months uh -huh. ago of uh -huh. the guitar break uh -huh. at the very end. Bow, yeah. Oh, and it's the only show, Jennifer, that you could hear live singers with a live band. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's Other than candlelight, it's pretty amazing pretty amazing i you're forcing it and i know you are and that's fine also yeah. 
joyful at Epcot. Yeah, yeah. Also, put them on a stage that isn't made up. Joyful at Epcot. Put them in a theater. I know Epcot doesn't have one. Blogging. No, no, I was blogging the 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 season that I was obsessed with joyful and I have far too much 15 second footage so that I could cut out before it would you know get me copyrighted of me sitting on a wall holding my camera like this Jen is the white woman just (laughs) clapping her little heart out I, I honestly think that that was the first set of performances that I like planned my day around being there for it was like one of my first solo trips it's it's Christmas time and I was like you know what I could do is just check the schedule and just be sitting here on this wall every time they perform all day. And it was amazing. It's some of Orlando's best singers are in it. There and- are, and and always like so genuine and um, yeah. They just love music. Amazing. They just love music. Mm-hmm. It is a celebration of particularly black culture in America. And it is gorgeous it's just it's some of, it's the best singing on property. And then it's they always the would figure out a way to put in how great is our God. <laughs> At and some point. do I agree How with them? Not always, but, that's God. but I'm going to yeah. let them do an up-tempo. But it's, so. it's actually, having heard that piece of music 8 billion times for when I was in ministry, you could not even have anything religious at all. And it's kind of like how I feel about Candlelight, like the right. way they did that song. Oh, you uh, know where they overshoot the goal frequently musically? Tell me. Any of the Disneyland Paris music the parade it is contemporary it is like what am i listening to right now so the first time i was at disneyland paris first parade i ever watched i don't remember now which parade it was what music it was i just remember thinking someone understood the assignment and was going for the extra credit because this is insane like they 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 they, i I don't even know and it's like music that comes from a completely different layer somewhere else and i don't know it's crazy it's crazy what uh, i know We're we like said that. it at the same time um overall mickey and the magical map yeah yeah mickey and the magical map is one oh, of those shows that ha- there's so much going on i could not see lion king it was dark so i thought it was only dark on we got there on sunday we went to the park monday tuesday and wednesday oh so monday it was dark the whole day it was well it was actually not dark on monday but i did not know that it was dark tuesday and wednesday so i didn't get to see it i am over i know it's on scheduling purposes and i I know that during the week the shows aren't they don't fill up very well we have the same problem at world but because we're always so busy right it works itself out so disneyland for the most part all of their big shows are dark mickey and the magical map was the same way so and i a poor festival. I want to call it festival. Tales of Lion King or whatever it's called. Right. The new Lion King show at Disneyland. I I myself was at Disneyland and I was like, oh, I'd really love to see it. And so I walk up and now for the first show, there was only one day that it was up. Same problem as you. So I went up first show and they were like canceled. And I said, mm. I said, uh, just be real with me. Uh, uh, is it going to be down the entire day? And they were yeah. like, yes, probably. And I went, I so they must staffing. have lost a lead. Oh, they, somebody was sick. 100% yeah. staffing. Because they will cast like two casts for the entire run. So if right. one person calls in sick and the other person can't do it, the show's canceled. Like it really is that upfront. Um, well, so- I I would have loved to have seen it. I really I mean, would have because I, 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 I haven't seen any footage of it. So I don't know what it's like. But And I love that venue because from uh, Mickey and the Magical Map, which I think was what opened that theater in its new 
like when yeah um because it it has been there for a long time but then it was did a massive refurbishment it is a very cool theater like just from the operational standpoint that they have a lot that they can do there right very big open air which is cool so it it, kind of feels like the beauty and the beast theater on steroids like it's it's just better just more better frankly say it don't be shy beauty and the beast needs to close on yeah it needs to leave yeah Uh, this is my idea Uh, when i worked there this was my idea okay right close your eyes jen okay they're closed a tribute to golden age musicals Mm-hmm. With the Fab Five in each of them. Yeah, there's no question that that needs to happen. Donald mm-hmm. Duck in Anything Goes. Mm-hmm. Daisy mm-hmm. in Bye Bye Birdie. Minnie Mouse in... Meet me um, in St. Louis. <laughs> I was thinking Minnie Mouse can do um, Showboat. <laughs> and help loving that man of mine. No, no, like, no, that's Clarabelle. Fish got to swim. Birds gotta fly. I'm gonna love one man till I die. But how cute! Twenty five minutes. Let's make it short. Sorry, Clarabelle in Showboat is the new gold standard. Not a show. Not a show about basically a person who's mixed race and Clarabelle. I'm leaving. But Daisy and Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, that works. Also, Daisy, Daisy and Damn Yankees. That'd be kind of cute. Like seeing what Lola wants. It could yeah, be all very, it. very cute. And then you mm-hmm. can have like an original song at the beginning and an original song at the end. That is my idea. Uh, I'm tired of Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast. I love Belle. I spent so too, I spent too much time with Belle. Uh, I love her, but it's time to move on. Um, and that theater just needs a, a refurb, a good one, a good refurb for the troops. Agreed. At my funeral, Jen, because mm-hmm. you will outlive me. Right. Um, I... <laughs> It's the agreement <laughs> for me, right? I want the Can you feel the love tonight? The peace the evening brings. The mega mix part of festival. Well, this is the second time I've sung that. Do you want Joyful to sing it? Well, a lot of people cross train. So a lot of them already know it. I say we do a, an opening number. The, and then the middle is um, the Festival of the Lion King, just that part. And then it will go in. And also, honorable mention to the just can't wait, the just can't wait to get into the just can't wait to be king um, okay. into maybe a hymn. Okay. Um, do you know my funeral song? Sure. <laughs> oh, what does dark. it say about us that we both have funeral songs? Who knows? Uh, uh, Green Day, Good Riddance. Oh, you've said this before. I have so much love i mean without disney y'all i wouldn't be in spongebob like i wouldn't i wouldn't be making my living making music which the fact now my primary source of income is now making music for a living is a blessing such a big so you know my big connection to disney and music is all to do with the music shop on main street and i think i've shared this memory before but that that because i was the youngest by 10 kid 10 kids (laughs) 10 years And I was on my own a lot. Um, My record player and my Disney albums were how I spent my time. Stacks of my Disney albums, the kind that you read along and you turn the page and I didn't get a new one. 
Yeah, this is pre-Amazon, folks. We don't have Amazon. We can't just get on Amazon and order the little girl some records. If she gets a new record, it's either it's a, a gift-giving occasion. And they didn't carry those Disneyland records. Like, you didn't just, maybe they had them at the Fed Mart. If they did, I didn't know that I could do that. You had to go the to only, Disney for it. Yeah. The only place I knew I could get them was to go to Disneyland and physically buy one. And every trip, I would always know, like, what one I was hoping to get. So, like, I remember the year I bought Lady and the Tramp. I remember, oh. like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> serious well you know that's why you kids so don't know anything about delayed gratification <laughs> being good friends with you and learning about like some of the operational standpoint stuff and also having a person that I happen to travel with that I love that is really nerdy about that kind of stuff and we had done some research before and then I since learned other things about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad first mm -hmm. of all Disneyland was broken down in some shape form or fashion the entire time we were there multiple rides, multiple times. And we were kind of trying to do some detective work and figure out what the H was going on, okay? So here's what we think. And I would actually be interested. So, so first of all, this is my favorite moment. I was telling Liam a little bit about this. So Space Mountain, two things happened on Space Mountain. The first thing was very upsetting to me. The couple in front of us, she was too big for the ride. So, and it wasn't so much, and here's the thing on Space Mountain, particularly in Disneyland, it wasn't so much that she was heavy, it's that she was very, very tall. So oh. if your legs, if they can't get it to latch and click, then obviously you cannot ride on the ride. And her legs were just, it just wasn't going to work. But the way they took her off, which I don't know which part of this to say first, but they took them off like they had done something wrong. And it kind of freaked me out because they did it so fast. Like they pull up this little cart thing that goes next to it, out, out, get out. And they're like yelling at them. They get out. Like, I think they've done something criminal. I was like, did they right. try to, you know, Dump light up a joint? Like, yeah. what, what the hell were they trying to were do? Were they selling <laughs> like, drugs to an eight-year-old? What's happening? High Space Mountain. Anyway, <laughs> so um, that was weird. So then we right. ride the ride and then there's an e-stop. And we e-stopped we e right as we were almost to the thing. So we like got flown. Like it, it was like violent. Ouchie. So we were e-stopped at the very last, what do you call that block? Hell. Like the last one that's available. So we'd been putting up with this chaos the entire time we were there. Multiple ride breakdowns, two different rides had broken down while we were in line, another ride right. had broken down while we were on it, whatever. The girl comes to manually push us into the station. She's walking next to us. This is what she says. Space Mountain, all chaos, all day. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my God. So the people, as you were loading the rides, and this was across the board, I, this is me as a Disneyland cast member. Get your backpacks off before you get to the loading deck. Backpacks off, backpacks off, backpacks off. Get your backpacks off. Make sure you're ready to load, ready to load the train, ready to load the train. And we're like, <gasps> like okay, this is very, very stressful. Okay. So what we think yeah. is that... <laughs> Um, so particularly, well, I think Space Mountain and Big Thunder both operate this way and Everest may operate this way as well. If you miss a timing, you have, there's an automatic e-stop because there's so much space in between cars and Big yeah. Thunder has the most amount of ride vehicles operating at any one time. They have five trains going at the same time. Yeah. So you have X amount of seconds to load the train. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't happen, it it does an automatic e-stop, which is very dramatic for that one little thing to go wrong. So add to that, they have very under-trained staff members right now. So yeah. 
people are not, they don't understand the urgency. Right. They don't understand the timing. And so I think all of it was to do with undertrained cast members that the timing kept being off, which by the way, also matches up with the Space Mountain people acting crazy. Like, cause it's kind of, you know, when you get taken off a ride cause you're too big. It's embarrassing. First of all, first of all, and this is the second time I've seen this happen on Space Mountain. It's really awful that that happens there. Like it happens after you've been loaded onto the ride and then you go to the next thing where it's, you know, make sure that you can, you can Buckle push up your thing. And push up and whatever. That's when they realize the person can't fit. It's so embarrassing. It's like a whole, like they need to have a vehicle that you can test in. I know at Disneyland Paris, they have that in almost all of the rides. It's like you right. sit in it first to make sure. Anything that has fit. a height requirement at World has it. Yeah, it's just. Um, at least I think. The chaos of that, though, the the ride loading situation was right. almost, um, I was struggling. Almost offensive. And by the way, what we call that, the ride e-stopping, quote unquote, is the words you use. We call it uh, a cascade. So essentially, okay. you will stop in any available brake zone. So for a right. roller coaster, or let's just take Everest, for example, if, for example, one of our guests, and that's what I mean, when I said in a few episodes ago, how seriously I took guests with disabilities, guests who may be using wheelchairs to get onto our ride vehicles. Uh, if they need an extra second, guess what? Me as dispatch, they are gonna take their sweet ass time. I don't right. care. I'm gonna say, how do I support you? Because the person, whether you may be too large for a seat, maybe this, maybe that, you are in control of the situation. Right. I am giving you the power. Because in right. that moment, what Jen is talking about is a lack of power. It almost yeah. is embarrassing how somebody else is taking your power away from you, right? Or you're and, just, that, you're, and that's what creates, that's a really good way to put it because right. the, as someone who is very intuitive to people's moods and how they feel, right? every time we went to board a coaster where timing right. was, was such a big deal, right. the teams I interacted with were, were under unbelievable stress. And you could right. feel it like coming off of their physical bodies, you know? That's, but that's literally why I wanted to be a trainer at one point was because I, it's same thing in theater. I can yeah. literally coach people off of the edge. The feeling that I had was I do not want to pay the amount of money that I just paid to come into this park to be screamed at like that. Period. <laughs> Like, I just You're don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just, it made things not fun. And I will right. tell you, I, I really should have talked to guest services about the way that the couple in front of us was handled because it was humiliating for them. It was stressful for me. The way, the right. urgency that they handled it made it seem like they had done something illegal, which just made me feel all kind of weird. Right. Then later on, I was like remembering, I was like, no, it had nothing to do with that. It's that she was too big for the ride. You know, it's it, it's right. a lot of people under a lot of stress over something that should not be that stressful. Thankfully, I never had to deal with that. It was yeah. always, we had, a I and I helped again. I always treated it like, they were in control. So a lot right. of the times I'd say about four or five guests in my time at Everest came up to me and said, hi, I didn't get to go experience flight of passage due to my size. Is there any way I could, do you have a test vehicle? Because especially a big roller coaster like that, we will have a test yeah. vehicle. And so I would take them to the test vehicle. And, and if theirs was like, 
you know, and, and again, it's like reading the room. Cause a lot of people would come up to me being like, am I big enough or am I too big? Like what's. And, I, and, and flight of passage is the same as space mountain as a Disneyland in this. It's not about being heavy necessarily. It's actually it's more to do with how tall you are. Scott yeah. actually at six foot four, um, flight of passage, we weren't sure. Like he got in and, and they were a little, mm, we don't know. And it, it's all to do with the length of his legs, literally. It's Especially so, like that and drawn. It'll yeah. be like, it, you know, and thankfully um, one of our listeners did educate me on, there will be test, uh, there will be uh, accessible seating for oh, Tron light cycle. Oh, good. good, um, good. It still seems it's like switching from, <laughs> from a flight of passage to an Everest. So you yeah. still need to click in. Um, but it will hopefully be a little bit better. Okay, let me just be logical for a minute so that I don't feel like Being my logical. head is going to explode. Jesus, take the wheel. If you're going to charge a premium, then there should be an expectation that we're not going to push ride capacity like crazy, right? Because we we made the tickets a little bit more expensive. We introduced a reservation system to supposedly manage that. manage the crowds. We are going to pay our cast members a really good wage so that we don't have staffing issues. Wink, wink, nod, nod, know what I mean, right? So therefore you will have paid more money, but here's the things we're gonna use that money. So you gave me this bucket full of cash. And what I did is I took the bucket full of cash and I went over and I gave you a better experience because you gave me this bucket full of cash. Right. That's where the disconnect is. They asked for the bucket full of cash, but then did nothing to improve the experience. So how hey, am Jen, I supposed to deal with that? Yeah, Jen, could you um keep going? Uh, can you just take your backpack off and get in the right vehicle, please? Hi, thank you so much. I mean, we trust me, girl, we got in the same situations and a lot of the time, my favorite, I'm, I'm kind of mean, I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> oh, I, by the I, way, before you say this, I would never, ever, 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 ever Say what I just said to you to a cast member because my heart, I'm a union girl, right? Like my heart is with that poor cast member. I want to know right. who is making those decisions. That's who I met. Well, I mean, and I'm sorry, but a bulk of the time it was like me reminding other cast members, do you realize what you sound like? Yeah. This doesn't matter. Like it yeah. does not matter. It nothing matters, people. True. Like, do you know what I'm saying? But matters in the way, I, you know, and I don't say, I don't care. Like, oh, I don't care. It's like, um, I don't care. Uh, I don't care. care what the world may think but of me. It's like just take care of each other and take care of people. And that like random ass family that's really mean. Guess what? I'm gonna make them feel like abs not ass, but like I'm like, gonna be what like, you yeah. What you can't do is <sighs> okay. You can't cater to the lowest common denominator. That's not how it works. You don't good. shift your behavior to counteract with the worst person and then apply that worst family scenario to every other family, right? right? So out of 80 families, you maybe have two that are nasty to you. You don't treat the other 78 families like garbage because the two families were nasty to you. Right. I get that that's human nature, but that's the kind of, I blame management and I blame management training. I blame not giving people empathy straight up empathy for right. what people are doing in a Disney theme park and not viewing guests as um, just like, like they don't matter. And that's what I think I will be sad if and when you separate from the Walt Disney company, because I feel like you bring that 
to the table and it used, it's just missing. And it's missing because they don't give people hours. They don't pay what they should pay. They're, they're not holding up their end of the bargain in right. many cases. They're trying. There's been some improvement, but anyway, and it just all goes round and well, round. Well, and that it? was our soapbox, everybody. Um, remember uh, that this episode was about music, and we hope you yes, listen to the music in your heart. Um, Yay! Listen, thank you for the music. Um, yes. We really do hope you have. I, I, I hope you listen to some good music this holiday season. That's what I hope for you. You know, holiday you were singing right thank you for the music. You know what it sounded like, though? It thank sounded like Taylor the, the Latte Boy. <laughs> Taylor the latte boy. Anyways, have a great holiday season, everybody. Mm -hmm. And we will see you. I think uh, next week is our holiday episode, which we will be doing. I'm pulling up the date. We're doing a trivia night and I want everybody to come. We'll be doing it live on Instagram on the 28th, the 29th, 29th. Yeah, he wanted to do it on the 23rd. And I was like, no, like people are too busy. We got to do it after christmas 29th um which um are we doing a christmas episode jen no great so we'll be taking a christmas week off and then we'll be back the next week for a rousing rendition of our another episode but please join us on patreon at unlimited time magic same thing on instagram at unlimited time magic um and please though. join us for a trivia night so we won't be giving you an episode that week but we will be giving eh, wait no we will be giving an episode that week it's the week before we will christmas um because and... christmas is sunday so we would be putting it up on christmas eve we don't want to put up an episode on christmas eve no because we don't want to wake baby jesus anyways goodbye of unlimited time magic is through please follow us on instagram at Matt. Unlimited Time Magic. Uh, support us on Patreon if you'd like to do that. Plenty of benefits. It's really, really great. And we're not on Main Street, but we will see you on Main Street. Look, it's out there. Uh, nailed it! <laughs> <laughs>